In a world where technology has brought order and awakened chaos, three men have embraced their destiny to slay that technological beast or something like that. Join in the laughs because it's time for the Digital Soup Podcast with Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, everybody. It's time for another episode of Digital Soup, uh, episode 17. Yeah, we're getting up there. Right on. And, yep, and I'm here as always with uh, two great co-hosts, uh, or maybe one great co-host and one mediocre one. But I'll let you guys figure <laughs> out who that is. Uh, let's start with uh, uh, Dave. Say hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. And usually Adam. <laughs> Un- unusual Adam. <laughs> yes, uh, very unusual. Hey. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, we got a great <laughs> show ahead of us today. I right. always say that, but today it's definitely I, uh, the show notes are awesome. I can't wait to dive into it. But somebody has an announcement to make. Um, why don't we I go do. ahead and get that out of the way? I do. This is something very, very cool. You guys have not heard this yet, but um, if you guys remember a little while back, um, I think it was episode 12 when we were talking about the maps and stuff. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. And we had mentioned um, this company that I follow on Instagram called Origin Artwork mm-hmm. and um, gave them a little plug, talked a little bit about them. And then I've been in contact a little bit with the owner of the company there. And I actually went and ordered a, a map of Middle Earth there. And not it, Middle Girth? <laughs> no, not Middle Girth. It should be oh, okay. shipping. Uh, I was talking to him tonight because he sent me an update saying he's got it finished and uh, should be ready to ship out tomorrow. So I'm super excited for that. I'll take some pictures, let you guys oh, see that. So, so they don't even make them until you order them, huh? Oh, yeah, they're all handmade as you order, custom made for you. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, this company is is killer. And the the owner I've been talking with, he's very, very cool. I mean, super awesome guy, super appreciative of us um, giving him a little shout out. And so in talking with him this afternoon, he wrote me and you know was telling me that my my uh map of middle earth was about to ship and everything and you know mm-hmm. i was excited about that and then uh, you know i told him oh hey thanks you know we'll make sure and, and mention you on the show again let people know to go check you out over at originartwork.com and, and all of that and he said actually he's going to give us a little something to do for our listeners and so what we've got is for Digital Soup listeners, anybody that goes and orders, you can order anything on their site, in their store, um, everything that's up there now. And he was showing me some sneak peeks at a couple things they've got coming this month that'll be released, so keep an eye out on that. But if you go and order and in the coupon code box, use the code Digital Soup, and it's going to get you 20% off your entire order. So nice, very, very awesome news. We were super excited, and I just found that out literally, like I said, a few hours ago. And so I wanted to make sure everyone knew to go over there, check them out. I mean, they've got maps of all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm not going to spoil the things that they're working on that they'll be releasing, but I can tell you that they are really, really cool. Um, I think especially fans of this show being in kind of the nerd culture and things like that are really going to get a kick out of these maps. So, Well, some are nerds. Some are really cool. (laughs) Well, you know. They're all really cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Nerds are cool these days, right? So Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thought that was really awesome. We've got a a special uh, thank you and and a special discount to give to our listeners. So I encourage you all to go over there, check it out, whether it's for yourself or someone, you know, as a gift or whatever it is, and order yourself up one of these maps. They've got other things there too, not just the maps, but smaller like Christmas ornaments and things like that. And these are fantastic. They're handmade. They're super awesome. And you're going to get yourself 20% off just by using the discount code in the checkout box, Digital Soup. So go check them out. Let them know what you uh, 
think and and order something and you know i'm Definitely sure you're going to be it. happy with it yeah thanks dave yeah dave's dave's working hard for the show here <laughs> well he's I, I, he's super awesome and he's so thankful that we mentioned him i mean this guy was just he's amazing i think his name is jason but i could be wrong on that oh, I, I can't remember because i just talked to him through instagram all the time you know and so it just says i'm talking to origin artwork so i forget i know i got his name once and i'm horrible with names so uh, my apologies but um yeah go check him out say hi and and um get yourself a new piece of artwork for your wall what was the website again OriginArtwork.com. O-R-I-G-I-N Artwork, A-R-T-W-O-R-K.com, all one word. And cool. if you want to see more, too, I mean, their, their website shows all their products. But if you jump over on Instagram, they're also at Origin Artwork there. And they put up new stuff all the time, including uh, in the Instagram stories, lots of different things. In fact, I got to see little clips and snippets over the last week or two as he was making my actual map. He was showing some little footage in his Instagram stories while things were being made and all of that. So it's pretty cool. So very cool. Check that out. So all we've right. got yep. a lot of stuff on the on the plate today, right? Yep. Well, before we jump into that, I just want to say one more thing about the origin artwork. If yeah. any of our listeners do purchase something, mm-hmm. definitely take it. Once you receive it, take a picture and send oh, it yeah. on over to us. We would yep. love to see it. Let them know, and and like I said, when I get my map, it should be hopefully later this week, before next week's show for sure, and I'll try and get some pictures and stuff, and we can put those up on the Facebook page and whatnot, but um, we'd love to see if you've got a, a new piece of artwork from them you know, Definitely. show us, show us your, your love and, and, and tag them in it as well, because, you know, I'm sure they'd love to see that and spread the word. So very cool company, very awesome of them to do that for us and our listeners. Yeah. We hope you guys take advantage of it. So. Awesome. All right. We're diving right in. Uh, we did uh, tease this a little bit at the end of the last episode. We kind of were going to get into it, but then we saw the time and we we're like, Hey, we better wait. <laughs> this might take a little bit. Right. But uh, here at Digital Soup, uh, the three of us, we we try to do all we can to uh, make ourselves uh, known out there uh, on the interwebs. That's right. Uh, you know, via you know Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, uh, Instagram. Soon, we're uh, kind of toying with something to do on Instagram. Um, what else? How else do they find us? I mean, of course, um, our website. We but... just set up the new Tumblr site. Oh, um, Tumblr. Yep, yep. Dave was so, taking care of that. Thanks, Dave. Yep, that'll. A lot of these places, the new episodes will be automatically pushed there, and and things like that, so you can see what's going on. Well, uh, one of the other things that we did do is we created a YouTube channel. We haven't made right. it public yet because we're waiting to get some more stuff up on it, and uh, you know, hopefully get some get everything set up the way we want. But uh, in the process of getting it set up, I was uploading, you know, all of our past episodes, just getting them all up in there. And um, I had got all the way through, I think, to episode 14. I got all. What did you just say? You were you're getting them all up in there? Yeah, getting them all up in there. (laughs) Up in (laughs) here. Up in here. All the way up to episode 14, which was, of course, our famous Dear Digital Soup episode. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you know, the way I did it was you just get them all queued up and then you go about your business, do whatever you need to do. So right. I, you know, got them all set up, went to work, came home about 11 hours later, plopped down in front of the computer before I went to uh, bed, see if everything was up there and fine. And 13 episodes were there. Episode 14 uh, was gone. And I had a little notification that I'd received a strike yeah. uh, for it. It had been removed from YouTube. And uh, they're very vague on the reasoning here. Um, But I just, I got the strike and it said um, it had, uh, let me see if I can find it here real fast. The actual, 
I don't have the actual very first uh, message I got from it. It was, right. it was, it was a strike against their community guidelines. Yeah, right. and that that's basically all it said was uh, against the community guidelines. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm like, what? You know, it didn't tell us anything else. And there's nobody to talk to. I have yet to this day found any way to talk to anybody at YouTube. Right. And, you know, they're so huge. There's no way they could talk to everybody. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And that had Um, to be like an algorithm that was, you know, some automated system that's scanning this stuff. Yeah. And we we couldn't figure it out why out of all of our episodes it it picked this one. And uh, so I appealed it. And if anybody who's ever appealed one of their videos being removed from YouTube knows that you have like 200 characters. I, I didn't count the exact amount, but I got like three, four sentences, and then it cut me off. I couldn't go any right. farther. So, um, you know, basically I'm just saying, why was this removed? Could you please elaborate? Um, I don't understand where in the community guidelines, because I pulled it up, the community guidelines, to try to figure out what the issue could have been. And, uh, right. you know, what it pulls up here is it says, don't cross a line. It's, you know, some of the things that will give you a strike is nudity or sexual content. Uh, nope. We didn't do that. Right. Violent or graphic content. Nope, we didn't do that. It's a still image with uh, audio only. Right. Hateful, hateful content. Um, couldn't think of anything hateful that would have been in that episode. Again, this is the Dear Digital Soup, our April Fool's uh, episode with the different you know fake call-ins. Right. Uh, spam, misleading metadata, and scams. Now, I know we didn't scam. Uh, I don't even think I put any metadata in that one. Um, hmm. I did in the very first one, but not in any of the other ones. Um, harmful or dangerous content? Nope. Copyright? Nope. And threats? Nope. So the only thing I could think of was spam. I'm like, well, I did upload 14 videos all at once. Could that have possibly been it? Right. I have no idea. So I waited for them to get back to me, and um, the response I got, and it's just, this is it. This is in its entirety. Dear Digital Soup Podcast, thank you for submitting your video appeal to YouTube. After further review of the content, we've determined that your video does violate our community guidelines and has mm-hmm. upheld our, our original decision. We appreciate your understanding. Sincerely, the YouTube team. I love those guys. So, uh, <laughs> so. again, there was nothing. You know, they didn't say anything. In my, it's removed. And so I went. I let a couple days go by, and I'm like – Hmm. I wonder what it could have been. There's nothing in it. I've listened to it many times. The other guys have listened to it many times. I've a lot of people listen to it, and we can't think of anything that would have done it. So I'm like, well, maybe it was because I did 14 of them in a row. Right. So I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna upload that one again. It's been a couple of days. I'm definitely not spamming. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and get it started before I go to work. Come back 11 hours later, jump in front of it, and again, it has been removed. Episode 14, your video, Digital Soup, episode 14. Uh, Dear Digital Soup is flagged for review. Upon review, we've determined that it violates our guidelines. Yeah. We've removed it and assigned a community st- uh, guideline strike uh, against it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, now there's two of them, two strikes. Third strike, you're out, by the way. So I got two strikes on one stupid video, mm-hmm. and I have no idea why. So I write back again. I'm like, please explain to me what I'm doing wrong so I don't do it again. Right. Explain in detail. Uh, two days after that, I get uh, the response, and it, and it says, Dear Digital Suit Podcast, thank you for submitting your, your video appeal for YouTube. After further review, we've determined that your video doesn't violate our community <laughs> guidelines. Idiots. Your video has been reinstated, and your account is in good standing. Sincerely, the YouTube team. 
Such nice guys. So, and all the while, we're texting back and forth, and I'm saying, let's just drop UT. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we're, we're just, it's just, for us, it's another platform to get our podcast out there. You know, you right. can pull it up on YouTube and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, their community guidelines, no sexual material. Are you kidding me? This is YouTube. Right. Where we we just done talking about Mo Bounce. Exactly. Right. You can have yep. twerk videos and all this stuff. There's nudity out Full there. Full on nudity, dude. There's, you know, fight compilations. I mean, they're talking about violence and stuff. Hate speech. We're right. sitting here talking about technology and kind of joking around in our Dear Digital Suit podcast. Right. And we're getting flagged for it. It's the most frustrating thing to, to see that happening. Right. Not at all. And, and yeah, like I said, like Adam said, he, he wanted to just quit, you know. And I'm yep. like, Man, you know, I think this is a good avenue to go because a lot of people know how to use YouTube. It's easier mm-hmm. for them to see it on YouTube or listen to it on YouTube than to actually install an app on their phone and figure it out that way, how to subscribe and all that kind of stuff. They just go to the YouTube channel and do it. So it's 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 kind of convenient here, um, especially if you want to link, you know, a, a certain episode to somebody quickly in something. You can just link the YouTube video. It's easier than trying to link them, you know, the actual podcast. But I was I was starting to agree with Adam before they came back. You know, after the second strike, I'm like, I, I have no, no idea. I I'm just worried they're going to do it again. On. You know, we're going to upload another one and it's going to get flagged and they won't tell us because there's some algorithm sitting out there. So I guess that's the that's the other that's the risk of, of using YouTube or any service really that's free out there so and the, and the funny thing is here is we still have one strike because they did not remove the strike off of the first one they removed <laughs> the strike off the second one so our account still has one strike yeah. it doesn't I, disappear for three months i'm it's still th- questioning if an actual person reviewed our video i very much doubt it i mean the, the responses are completely canned as you could tell yeah everyone was exactly the same interesting Just a little bit different but uh, i mean that we, we don't want to be you know taking a whole episode about this we no. You know, we we were really upset at the time. You know, all three of us were, and I think we've you know we've kind of just you know we've cooled down, we've calmed down a little bit. We're not going to kill anybody over this. You know, uh, oh, 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 YouTube might. Uh, you know, I put I said kill somebody. <laughs> if I put this one on YouTube now, oh man, I just yeah. screwed it up, man. Sorry, yep. guys. Game over, man. <laughs> Speaking of game over, dude. Oh my gosh, last November eleventh. The Nintendo Classic console was released. Right. I wanted one so bad. Still want very Well, they're real popular. Oh, 30 or so original games, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, explain a little bit. Do the commercial for it. Uh, Not available anymore. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the whole thing here is Nintendo just came out this week and said that they have discontinued the the NES Classic Edition. Yeah. Um, I guess... I guess they it was never planned to be a long run system. It was kind of like a uh, almost a one and done. But then they did do another couple of runs or so. But there's a demand. I mean, when you have demand, you this is this is a system that within an hour of them hitting the shelves, they're always gone. Right. So there is great demand for this. Yes, you just released the Switch. That's a three hundred dollar console. That is catering to an entire different gaming spectrum this is this is the young you know the young or the you know it's the the full-on gamers this is for us us old dudes the classic consoles for the old dudes and yeah you old dudes yeah <laughs> back in my day i like to play the 8-bit nintendo you know what so i'm looking at this article and some of the i always scroll down to the comments and see what people are saying right the first comment on there if you have one and did not use it all you have a modern collector's item congrats <laughs> another person said they discontinue it to make room for the snes classic now Ooh. that would be interesting ah uh, yeah well Here's the thing on this article, though. 
the the headline and everything being put out there saying they're discontinuing the NES Classic Edition. This was an article on The Verge we, we saw. But when you read this, the statement they put out never actually says it's being discontinued. Um, you know, what they say, I'm going to, if it's okay, I'll read the actual statement from Nintendo um, that was verbatim. released. Now, read it verbatim. We'll quote The Verge. Um, go read this for yourself there. So, we're, you know, we're not stealing content, but this is the actual Nintendo publicity statement they put out on this it says throughout april nintendo of america territories will receive the last shipments of nintendo entertainment system nes classic edition systems for this year we encourage anyone interested in obtaining this system to check with retail outlets regarding availability we understand that it's been difficult for many consumers to find a system and for that we apologize we have paid close attention to consumer feedback and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product now it says they're done last last shipment for this year yeah you know more than likely we're only in in april now so we're early in the year still more than likely this thing's a goner you know, and, and we don't know if, if The Verge had asked them specifically, hey, what's this news we hear about you discontinuing this? We don't see that part of it. But, you know, the, the SNES Classic, that's a possibility. The one thing that you have to look at is look at the timing on all of this. It came out in November. In all fairness, Nintendo wasn't really at the forefront of any, you know, very many people's minds. And they knew they had a new system coming out. What better way to really build interest in Nintendo and their new system they're going to be putting out than putting out this short-term version of this NES Classic. I don't think they anticipated the response that this thing got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that kind of echoes one of the moderators from The Verge down, down in the comments section sure. has, one, announce new console. Two, re-release an old favorite to increase nostalgia in your platform. Three, right. release the new console. Four, right. benefit from increased sales of new console due to increased brand recognition. Five, stop sales of old favorite. Right. That's their take on it. Very, very close to that, what you just described. I think that's yeah. probably pretty close. Except uh, number seven, profit. Right. Mm-hmm. Profit, profit, profit. But the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, they've sold nearly 200,000 of these faster than they could get them on shelves you know and i'm I'm convinced like you said you just you can't find them in stock they just did not have the production up to do this and now with the new system all their resources are tied in there and in everything Mm -hmm. and pushing that but you kind of wonder if you know if, if this could be a case where because of the market and the the following that this new old little system had with enough um you know consumer or or customer uh, what would you call it to be nice? No, I, I wasn't going to say crying and whining, but, uh, you know, enough pleading back. Yeah. Enough begging, enough pleading and enough noise being made. Will they come out and relaunch something else or do they have something else in store? You know, you, you never really know, but it's a bummer because these things, I mean, I, I, myself, I still want one even now. And, you know, oh, yeah. you're not going to find one. And if you do, you're going to pay high end dollars for it on eBay or something like that. But sure. Well, here's the thing. You said that, uh, you know, they sold uh, 200,000. Right. Maybe that was the the production run. They were the only, that was what they were going to do. They never planned on, you know, making more of them. Yeah. So, you know, they they probably didn't think that, you know, people were going to buy them. They, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a little console of some old 8-bit Nintendo games. They probably yeah. never thought the mass market would even want this. It was just going to be a little novelty thing. You know. But now I think... I, Nintendo owes it to, you know, their fans and to people that support them 
put out some more production runs and you know this this is going to sell do that super nes um mini console mm-hmm. do an n64 mini console Mm-hmm. Uh, do a GameCube mini console. Okay, now we're getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> do a Switch mini console. <laughs> you know, maybe this is like the uh, the Disney movies back in the day when it's like, oh, we're putting it back in the vault, guys. <laughs> exactly. Right. Two years from now, it's like, oh, you want some of this? Yeah. Guess what Nintendo released from the vault today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're old games. Give you a little taste for free, but well, not interesting free news. In this I case, think everybody's but... kind of frustrated over that decision yeah. because there you can't get one and yeah. now they're not going to have any more so well you you know with the with the popularity of services out there like loot crate and you know the the popularity of people buying things like the they're not bobbleheads anymore what's the big thing the the collector item like those pops or whatever they're called yeah i don't get um, that you know What's little things po- okay i explain it to me because i have no idea what you're talking about like they're plush. little they're little, well, some of them are plush, but they have other ones that are little vinyl figures. They kind of look like, uh, they're the size of like a bobblehead would be, but they're a little cartoon version of oh. all kinds of pop culture. Okay, I understand them. what you're talking yeah. about. The, uh, little I think figures. they did a Walking Dead uh, line. Yep, yep, and they've got that very kind of goofy anime style, you know, no expression really, very little expression. I mean, they've got them for Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Um, all the Marvel and DC stuff. You Cagney can and Lacey, I, mean, I hope. I, I no, they might. You both. never know. They've got so many different things. And you wonder if Nintendo just looked at this as, as literally just being not a game console people would want, but just something they would have on the shelf, you know, a collector's item. And if you were thinking about it in terms of that, making 200,000 of these figurines or something like that, you know, that makes sense why they did a, a short run just to promote the old one. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like... Uh, you know, a playable collectible, but I, I, yeah, but they, I think they it made just it, caught him off guard. They let people save and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, finally. Oh, no, uh, I can't def- get it. Yep. And see, so the thing is, uh, you know, all their consoles, the, the Wii's and the Switch, uh, you have the virtual consoles. So they right. probably thought, well, if somebody really wants to play our classic games, they can get one of our consoles, yep. which is, has to yep. be a Switch now. I'm sure they've discontinued Wii U now. You probably can't buy those new anymore. I think I, yeah, I bet know. that they're gonna they're gonna re-release this again sometime. I mean, people are huge on nostalgia. You know when it'll come out again? Mario comes out around Christmas, I think, right? Ah. I okay. bet you that comes out again in November. Uh, if it's going to, that would be the last run thing. of this year. That's true, mm. this year. They will be lying. That's this that's year. Yeah. Or do they mean the fiscal year? I wonder when their fiscal year ends. <laughs> yeah, what's their fiscal year looking <laughs> You know, that's a good point, too, though, because <laughs> no. that, that could be around April, May. For a lot of companies, but yeah, yeah it'll my, be my interesting. company May first starts the new fiscal year. So yeah, I mean, more than likely, I mean, we're we're trying to find a way to hope that maybe something will come back. We can get our hands on one of these, but the fact is, more than likely, this thing's gone. It's done. Probably. And anyone that missed out on it missed out. Just end of story. And now, if you want one, you're going to buy it used, or you're going to buy it on the secondhand market, eBay, or somewhere like that, and pay a fortune for it. But or you could it, it's a bummer. And- yeah, exactly. Yep. Or hey, they're hoping I, you'll do like like you guys had said and do their virtual consoles in in their systems. So so that's interesting from Nintendo. I wonder why they did that. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to talk about another game real quick since we're on the topic of games. Right. Oh, right. you got a new one, didn't you? I got you I got a new game this weekend, and um, so I was on Steam and I saw this pop up in one of their ads, and it was the ultimate UEBS. I was like, what is this? Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. It was on sale for fourteen something. And this is a sandbox game where you can pit different armies against each other in like a 
a battle simulation. So you can basically drag and drop the units around or whatever. And what, what got me hooked was the line. It says, here's a sandbox like no other. Create massive battles with no limits. Want to see 10,000 chickens fight an army of Romans? Sure, why not? <laughs> nice. Want to see a company of World War II soldiers fight 11,000 medieval soldiers? There's no limits to the carnage you can achieve in UEBS. Oh. And they have zombies and uh, chickens and penguins and Spartans what? and Chuck Norris oh. in here. It is extremely fun. I would love to see Jason get this and do some videos. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it does. I will say this is where my i3 processor is kind of going... Because right. it's uh, yeah, it looks this, like there's this, a lot of units. <laughs> there, yeah, well, you can drop units. in a hundred thousand army strong against each other. There's no way. Wow. We need to um, stick this in the show notes for sure. It is. Um, it is wildly oh, dropping cool. boulders so, on them. <laughs> so my uh, a buddy of mine and I were sitting, <laughs> we're sitting there just trying different armies out, small armies. I started with ten thousand Persians against three hundred uh, Spartans. Ooh, how did the cats like. do? <laughs> <They're> <laughs> perfect. Uh, well, the cool thing was the zombies. If you fight zombies and they kill you, you turn into your guy turns into a zombie. So oh, it's hard cool. to get their numbers down. Oh, so it, yeah. it was really wild, though. They have a lot of units. It's a brand new game. It just got released on April twelfth. Oh, there's the chickens. So um, <laughs> feathers flying in the air. Like I said, it was a lot of fun for fourteen dollars. <laughs> anyway, so, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Very cool. This could be a lot like what was that show on uh, was it the History Channel? It's something like Deadliest Warrior, oh, Spike or TV, Spike TV. Yeah, where they yeah, they'd match up like uh, a ninja versus a Genghis Khan, or, you know, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Except this is like all this is like armies. This is armies. Yeah. Yep. That I had Chuck awesome. Norris fight three hundred Spartans. And uh, well, I don't know if I want to say. I think mm. he probably kicked some butt. Oh yeah, they, he was just—he he was killing them like three at a time with a punch. <laughs> nice. They they really amped up Chuck Norris, and I have a right. feeling they're going to keep on adding characters and different armies and stuff because I didn't see any like samurai or anything in there. But it was—it's—it's huh. it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, you do need a pretty beefy machine and a good graphics card to run it. I recommend it. It was—it's fun. It's, What's it's, the name again for people? Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. All right. That sounds sweet, yeah. I do want to tell all the listeners something here. Um, <clears throat> Adam did tell us that he picked this up on sale, you know, kind of like a, you know, on a whim, possibly right, Adam. You know, you're yep. like, oh, it's on sale. You know, let me check this yeah, it's out, right? $14.39. Exactly. It's $14.39. It's 10% off right now. Uh, regular price is $15.99. <laughs> this game is not worth $15.99 to Adam, but you drop that sucker down to $14.39, he's hey, picking it up. <laughs> I would have bought it if it said $15.99. That's a double <laughs> cheeseburger, man. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It all, 10% uh, off, fifteen ninety nine. What sealed what was the deal? Your ultimate Big Mac. That could have been that, maybe. <laughs> oh, see, one of the one of the reviews on there really sealed the deal. It says, "You ever wanted to know how many Spartans it takes to kill a thousand penguins? It's fifteen. <laughs> it's fifteen. <laughs> fifteen Spartans to kill a thousand penguins." <laughs> yeah, I'll probably have to pick this up. Uh, I, I might have to wait till it goes off sale, though. You know. Oh yeah, pick it up at the fifteen ninety nine, so I can be like, I yep. bought it full price. I have a feeling, I, from what I've been reading, the developers have been handling a lot of bug bugs and stuff because now that it's out in the real world, it's landing on different hardware and they're running into a few things here and there. Right. But on my machine, mm -hmm. it ran just fine. I was getting Jason. probably fifty frames per second, and then when I had the big battles, I was down to about twenty on it at times because you can fly around and watch. Oh, okay, that's cool. You know what they need to do with this? The nerd in me is, my mind is racing right now because all they need to do is get a license from Marvel or DC or any of the other companies out there and you can finally settle the questions at least based on the <laughs> game of, DC. Who, no, who's going to win in a fight, Hulk or Wolverine? 
you know the, the epic battles that everyone you know the comic book nerds talk about well i'm gonna who, say hulk who I wins just... in a race flash or superman you know flash mm. ah <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know but that's well, what i'm saying it, it's Get pretty well license. established in canon guys that the flash can outrun <laughs> no but we can, hey but here would be a good one who would win in a, a race flash or quicksilver mm. Do that's that. a good that's a good question mm. yeah because you know, they're both marvel yep absolutely oh, or who would no, win flash is DC. tv flash or movie oh yeah flash, flash is dc stupid me yeah <laughs> tv or movie oh they're the same <laughs> 1980s <laughs> tv flash <laughs> yeah. now, uh, the one from electric company oh wait no he wasn't no no, no. let's see uh dave, dave watches flash but adam doesn't uh so adam doesn't know this but um um father of the tv the modern tv flash was actually the flash in the 80s uh flash show yep Oh, cool. They see mm-hmm. how they brought it all together, guys. Oh, they did. How is, how is, seriously, how is one single penguin taking down all of these soldiers? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure this out. It's just like a... give me a link to it in the show notes, and we'll I let will. people see for themselves. I'll link it up for them. So. Sounds good. That good. sounds like an absolute winner. Man, we've got some cool stuff. I mean, we've ranted a little bit on YouTube and Nintendo, but a little love for Origin Artwork and a discount. We've got a killer game. I mean, this thing... Makes me want to just hit that stop recording and go download this bad ride. So <laughs> it's pretty fun. I, I wonder how long the gimmick will last, though. It's it's one of those kind of right. You know, I suppose you're not getting in depth, and you're gonna watch it for a while and be like, oh, right. But, but still, I can see pretty... people recording. Yeah, I can still I can see people recording these videos and posting their battles online and stuff. Lots of, a lot of awesome. Twitch videos, huh? I've never done yeah. Twitch. Have you guys done Twitch at all? No, I have I... a Twitch sometimes. He's got a nervous tick. If it doesn't have Twitch. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, what do we got next? Well, you know, we've talked a little bit, and I've got a little bit of photography news here, and I know it's not something we talk about a ton, but some of this... We don't talk um, about a lot of photography news? Not not always, <laughs> a little bit, but this kind of came in. Guys, Usually. it's pronounced photography. Photography, Fur- as we heard. Oh, no, I thought it was photography. Photography? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, (laughs) on to the next topic. (laughs) We've been talking a little bit about, um, you know, the the whole April Fool's jokes about Sony and what was it, Nikoni. And we had Mm -hmm. our joke that we didn't air about uh, Fuji and Nikon, you know, Fukon or Fujikon or whatever we were calling it. You know, that might be a lost episode. We should probably just throw that up there sometime. It might be. It might be. Actually, I deleted it. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. It wasn't probably worth airing. But no, um, that was boring. Never is. We, we were kind of, we laid an egg on that one, but, but we talked a little bit, you know, how Nikon, and it's been very public, Nikon's announced that they've had some struggles recently um, with, you know, the camera company, their sales and everything else. Now, big news coming out now is that um, for many years, I mean, it's been this way forever, where number one and two spots when it came to full frame um slr style digital slr cameras have been sony and nikon battling it out for number one and number two for the first time in forever with nikon struggles happening and everything else and a lot of these newer companies coming in such as fuji and sony and panasonic and a lot of these um they're really eating into the the numbers for nikon and canon now this last week um they announced in the in the full frame digital SLR region, not the crop sensors. So Fuji's and Olympus and um, I'm drawing a blank. Sony, some of their other you know crop sensor cameras don't count in this. But in full frame cameras, 
Sony has had a 23% growth since the same period last year. So that's a pretty massive growth in the full frame camera sales. And they have actually knocked Nikon out of the number two spot. And so now Sony is number two behind Canon. So, you wow. know, it, it was really some big news in the camera world for, for people that have followed this because it has been tradition. And in fact, many people always refer to it when, you know, oh, what are you going to pick as a camera? What do you recommend? Nikon and they always refer Canon. to it. Yeah, exactly. Nikon or Canon. And they call, always refer to it as a Ken icon. You know, one of the two <laughs> big names, you can't go wrong. Now Nikon's not there anymore. And so, you know, kind of just was an interesting news thing that surprising a little bit and makes you wonder if, you know, the April Fool's joke we had about Fuji and Nikon or Nikon and Sony, um, could that actually come true where we see one of these companies step in if Nikon keeps struggling? So oh, you never know. Interesting though. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a shocker. And you know, in the in the photo world. There was one, uh, actually two other stories around photography I wanted to bounce off you guys. The first one is just kind of a ultimate head slapper to me, face palm worthy. And um, exactly, right? <laughs> now, we all Ow, know. that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you guys heard the saying, you know, it's very popular and cliche out there, but when people I've ask that, about, yes. yeah, what's the best camera to get? <laughs> and everyone always says the same thing. The best camera is the one that you have with you, right? because it's the one you're going to use you know and there, there's truth to that and that's why so many people do rely on the camera built into their smartphone be it their apple you know new iphone 7 is is noted for its awesome camera capabilities it's still not going to compete with a regular slr camera you know or mirrorless or anything like that well time hey, Dave, before is, you go any further yeah, yeah question right. here for you do you think there's ever going to be a, a a time in the future when a phone will actually have an slr uh like interchangeable lenses you mean just what whatever makes you know i'm not a, a camera right. i don't i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but i do know that the high-end cameras that professionals use yeah. and stuff they're called digital slrs yep and which well i have no idea what that means that's the most common when you get real high-end like your guys that are shooting fashion and, and billboards stuff like that they're using what's called medium format that's a whole different ball game we won't get into that but slr just stands for single lens reflex and it means that basically you have the the capability to do interchangeable lenses on your camera um, and the way that the light comes in enters through the lens and then hits the mirror and sensor in there um, it's just that's the terminology on it i you know I don't know if a phone will ever have the capability to have an interchangeable lens on it because it's such a small sensor and such a small little lens that's got to be built into there. I think mm -hmm. we're already at the closest we're going to see to that. And that's a lot of these systems out there where you can uh, get a, a special case for your phone in many, in many situations, or some of them just clip right over. Uh, but the good ones that are, that are actually worth using, they, they come with their own built-in case and they've got a little bracket where the, the camera lens is on the phone, and they make additional lenses that will screw right onto there. So maybe a super wide angle or fisheye or a telephoto lens, things like that. That's probably the closest you're going to see in a phone, just because of the, the size and, and what's needed sensor-wise and everything else. But Well, see, that's... Uh... That's where it, you know it proves that I don't know what I'm talking about because I thought the only difference between like a point and shoot and a digital SLR mm -hmm. was the actual camera itself, not the lenses. Well, and I thought it was. It's you're close though because a point and shoot, if you think about it, point and shoot cameras, you turn it on, the lens pops out, it's right there, it's it's attached, you can't change it, you can't do anything with it. Um, whereas with a, an SLR, a digital SLR. 
that lens, some people only use one lens on there and never take it off, but you have the capability to remove that lens and add other ones onto there. So okay, but say you just you buy uh, your uh, your camera mm-hmm. and uh, you just have the one lens it comes with. Yep. And you never use that. Uh, is that still better than the top of the line point and shoot? Oh yeah, in most cases, yeah. Okay, so there is there is something some mechanics inside that does make it better than a point and shoot, Typically. even if say the two lenses were uh, pretty near the same. Yeah, and that's why I say most of the time because I'll give you an example. Um, I sold mine and traded it for a different camera with a guy just recently, but. Fuji makes a line of cameras there. It's called their X100 line. I think they just released the new X100F just a, a month or so ago. And these are a little um, fixed lens. Um, you can't change lenses. They're just a single lens on there. And it, it's categorized as a point and shoot. But the image quality that's coming out of there is every bit as good as Fuji's top of the line models. And so it all depends on the tech that these companies are putting into their point and shoot. So when you get into the really, really high-end point and shoots, like for example, the Fuji X100F, which is one of the most recent ones, image quality on that is gonna be every bit as good as, or better than say a entry-level Nikon, you know, just because they're, they're, they're made for two different um, ranges of photographers. But in general, when people think point and shoot, they're thinking about going to Walmart or Best Buy or something like that. And they're going to get one of these like $200 or $100 or maybe $500 point-and-shoot cameras. And in most cases, they have much, much smaller sensors. They have much right. less capability to handle the the dynamic range in, in light situations. So your, your highlights to your shadows. So, so I, I think quality-wise, that smaller sensor is really what dwarfs... Yep. The point and shoots when it comes to the, compared to the DSLR. Exactly. Yeah. Most point and shoots are going to have a sensor that's, um, I, I forget what they say. It's, it's like a quarter the size of a regular, you know, full frame SLR. And, um, you know, that's, that's the biggest difference, you know, is just, just what that camera is able to record and retain in that image. So, but it's not always the case. Like I said, there are some point and shoots out there that are absolutely phenomenal. The Fuji X100 series is one. Canon has a line to the G7X or something like that, GX something, I forget. But that's a really, really high-end point and shoot that can compete with most of your at least entry level to maybe even mid-range SLRs from Canon and Nikon, just a much more pocketable size. But most of those also have bigger sensors in them too. So The other thing with, there's a couple other well, I don't know if these are the big differences, but mm-hmm. um, when I got my DSLR, and the first thing you notice is that you're actually when you look through the viewfinder, like when you put your eye up to it, yep. you're seeing what's coming out of the lens, not like through. It's almost like right. looking through the barrel of your gun rather than looking through a scope. You're seeing yep. actually what the picture is going to be. Some of the disadvantages, of course, the size and expense on them, but right. you're getting you have so much more control with a DSLR mm-hmm. camera over every single setting that you can do right. to really get the shot you want, plus the interchangeable Most lenses of the time, and everything. Yep. It's, yeah, my, I, I'm no good at that. but Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, if you get into the more mid-range and higher level point-and-shoots, you will get your full manual controls and all of that. So you can have the ability to still control all of your shutter speed and aperture and ISO and all that stuff on a point-and-shoot as well. Um, mm-hmm. the, the difference you're talking about when you're looking through the viewfinder is, number one, most point-and-shoots don't actually even come with a viewfinder anymore. It's just the screen on the back. You hold it up in front of you, oh, you okay. know, like your phone, you know. 
Um, and they're using um, even my my higher end Fuji gear that I use, the XT1 series, which is a, a generation old now. Um, they don't actually have a, a regular through the lens viewfinder anymore, like you would on your Nikon, Adam. Um, Canon. Oh, you have a Canon. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. And so I don't have one of those Nikons using <laughs> market share. I mean, yeah. come on. I was a Nikon guy before I went Fuji. I so. got a Roadmaster one. Yeah. Jason, your <laughs> wife shoots your Roadmaster. Your wife shoots Nikon. That's what it is. Yes. Isn't it? Okay. Okay. I knew Well, she takes did. pictures with a Nikon camera. She's never actually shot one. <laughs> Give her time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'll just say this DSLR is considerably more expensive. Yep. than a point-and-shoot well, camera. But the point-and-shoot camera can slip right in your pocket real easy. Yep. So you can always have one or and if you're going to do, you know, more you know, yeah, more in-depth photography, grab your DSLR. Yep. And and that's I mean, that would hold true and I would say there's the only caveat is when you look into the mirrorless game. Now, like Fuji for example and Sony, they've got their mirrorless cameras and that's why you're not seeing that through the lens view because there is no mirror bringing that light up there in that image, it's all an electronic viewfinder. Uh-huh. So when you look at the viewfinder on the back of my camera, what I'm seeing is literally a, a real small, high-quality LCD screen in there that's showing me exactly what that image will look like when I take it. It's not showing me what's coming through the lens. Oh, okay. So that's some of the difference, and these mirrorless cameras are becoming more and more popular for that reason because they have been able to shrink down in size and still retain really good performance. Some of them are using what's called Micro Four Thirds, which is a smaller sensor. Mm-hmm. Fuji and I think Sony, um, maybe some of the Olympus and Panasonic gear too, they're actually using a regular crop sensor. So the same as what's in your Canon, um, same sensor size. So it's really a, a interesting situation how things are changing. And there's a lot of people that yeah. say the days of the actual regular mirrored digital slr are numbered because of that well probably that and like vampires can't see each other through the lens <laughs> right yeah. right it's a problem well, so so a camera that does not have mirrors can definitely take pictures of vampires yeah i would say so uh, yeah because there's no so. mirror yeah, yeah it's right not gonna exactly. scare them away <laughs> i better go google this see what the monster squad is to yep. about. Now, monster here's, squad here's a little known fact wolfman's you, got Dave. nards <laughs> yeah. Does anybody remember that line? Oh, yeah. That was... uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Monster Squad? No, what was that? I just said Monster Squad. Oh, you did? Okay. I I thought I heard that somewhere. (laughs) The kid kicks a werewolf in the crotch. He's like, Wolfman's got an arm. (laughs) It's hilarious. Hey, but what I was going to say is a little known fact here. I bet you neither of you two know this, but the entire new Star Wars movie is actually filmed with a uh, Fuji camera. No, it's not. Fuji DSLR. No, it's not. <laughs> In 1080p. No. <laughs> no, but a on lot's on a point and shoot. Yeah, well, the newest <laughs> Fuji X-T2, it does shoot 4K, but... See, I knew it. Uh, you're, George you're, Lucas told me. You will see a lot of, not the entire movies, but you will see a lot of even big-budget movies using the high-end Canon cameras because of their video capabilities to shoot video footage um, small scenes, things like that, where they can't get their big rigs into places. So, oh sure, you're, you're seeing a lot of that. Sony's also really, really big in the video game right now with their A7 series. So, hey, that nice. uh, that YouTuber that you follow, uh, Dave, the guy on the skateboard. Yep, Casey Neistat. Doesn't he uh, do a lot of his filming with an actual DSR camera? He uh, normally, traditionally, was shooting uh, with a Canon, uh, which model 7D, I think was his go-to camera and he just recently kind of made a switch over to sony 
and was using them and loving them. And then I, I haven't watched the video, but I just saw like the, you know, the, what I call thumbnail for the video one earlier this week or end of last week. And he was actually shooting with the newest Panasonic camera. So hmm. I'm not sure what he uses now, but he, he did use, um, the Canon high end Canon series for a lot of his stuff as well. So did, did that guy break his nose a few times? I, I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> he's done some crazy stuff. So he's, he's that pretty awesome. Like I mean, it's, it's one of those channels where you, you know, it's like watching a TV show where you're like, hopelessly addicted to it and you watch it all the time but then you sometimes catch yourself going why am i watching this because <laughs> what's going on and what what do i even care about this but he, he's got so much energy he's so just engaging like you just you, you watch his videos and you feel like you walk up to him on a street or something you know him you know he just puts it all out there he's, he's pretty awesome but um, well, let's let's do this here real fast here there's three of us here let's each name who is our favorite YouTube personality? <laughs> I don't have one. I can give you two then, I think. Okay, you go ahead and give you two. So the first one is a photo guy. So for those of you that love watching, um, well, it's it's kind of like what I do with my channel. The behind the scenes as, as a photographer takes you along to locations and shows you how he's making the pictures and all of that. Kind of takes you on a little adventure. My very first recommendation for any person looking to get into YouTube and see some amazing photography and video is a guy by the name of Thomas Heaton. He's uh, it's I think H- you've mentioned him yep, before. H e a t o n. He's from over in the UK. Just a brilliant photographer, and again, such a positive, good energy guy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. always just he's so helpful, and he's he's got such engaging videos. They're so fun to watch and, and so interesting. And he's in some beautiful locations. I mean, he mm-hmm. over in the UK, of course, they've got stunning stuff. Um, Scotland, he travels all over the place. So that's probably my first one. My second one. If you want to just kill a little time on YouTube, Dave um, Swedek. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, it's Dave me. Sledek, yeah. <laughs> you could check it out. Although I don't it's know. It's me. How... I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I, I don't know how much how much I more I've got. Of one now go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a little over you know 100 some episodes, but I, I'm not plugging me. But these are both very similar. And Casey Neistat would be one, and another one is a, a girl named Sarah Dietschy. Um they are both in New York. They do just kind of the regular daily vlog. Casey is all over the board, does all kinds of stuff. You know, you never know what he's going to be up to. Sarah's the same way. She travels a lot, but she's really big into, um, you know, talking with and meeting with and hanging out with a lot of people in the creative sphere. It might not always be photography. In fact, very little photography. A lot of it's video related um and just mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff she had a residency with adobe and so some pretty they're, they're the kind of thing where it's like eh, i need to kill a few minutes so i'm gonna go check mm. that out so awesome all right i did think of my favorite mine's more of a channel it's not one person sure mm. i okay. don't know if you guys have ever heard of red letter media mm. no so red letter media it. is like they're they're these film guys they're out of wisconsin um mm. wisconsin, wisconsin. wisconsin. Hey. oh i was and, gonna uh, do it thanks dave <laughs> they they are they are screw to me, it Wisconsin. <laughs> they're the most entertaining um like movie reviewer kind of guys i've ever seen they they are constantly making fun of like um you know pop culture stuff and okay. um real they have an uh, one of their segments is called wheel of the worst this is just a bunch of guys that are friends that are getting together and watching random videotapes people have sent in <laughs> and then drinking beer afterwards and talking about how crappy everything was and it is just downright hilarious. Also they they have a bunch of different segments. Um the 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 guy that 
started it, I think, is Mike Staclasa. He's he's also if you guys have ever seen the Star Wars uh, prequel reviews from um, oh what was it called Mr. Plinkett review Star Wars. If you've ever seen any of those, they're like ninety yeah. minute Star Wars reviews where he just shreds them. Uh, uh-uh. He's the guy that does that. But um, yeah, Red Letter Media is one of my favorites. I'm subscribed. Wow. To Nice. So, so for uh, not having any uh, favorites, you even know the guy's name and everything. Well, you know, <laughs> it's hard. I, to come I was, up with I was thinking of like a vlogger or something. I couldn't. Right. I don't watch any vlogs. Yeah. Other than Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for me, I mean, I have a lot that I watch. That's all the time I... we've got today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Jason. but if you guys, if you guys haven't checked this guy, I. I don't know what his last name is, but his channel is called Jack's Films. Jack's, no, I haven't heard Jack's of Jack's Films. Go ahead and pull it up. He's he's this he's this guy who does all kinds of you know wacky videos and stuff. And he uh, one of the first videos I ever saw of, uh, of him was uh, uh, he did a series of them where uh, dubstep solves everything. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. So go ahead and check those out. Nice. He also did um, uh, people would uh, send him YouTube uh, comments. Where it's like horrible grammar. Oh yeah, your grammar sucks. Um, check the, check out. He has a whole series of those, and uh, it's just it. He he does it very uh, very funny. Um, puts a lot of production value into it. It's it's, it's yeah. I nice. enjoy it. So we check it. Out. Yeah, I like that. But what I was gonna say was uh, another one to check out here, and you're gonna laugh at me. But Soldier Knows Best. Have you guys ever heard of this guy? No. Mm-mm. He uh, he's he's actually a military guy, but he reviews hardware. Um, you know, uh, any any type of hardware, computers, hmm. gaming systems, phones. Uh, he does tons of reviews, and I've been following him for quite a few years, probably like eight years or so now. Hmm. Uh, lo- lots of good stuff. I mean, I have lots of channels. I mean, we could have a whole episode on just our favorite <laughs> YouTube channels. Absolutely. Well, and it's it's always cool. There's always new inspiration, new fun things to watch. I know one that I just was thinking of, too, that's just another hilarious uh, time kill, and we've talked about it before with the um, – the uh yoda seagulls parody song and it's the people oh, that do okay, the, yeah. bad, the bad lip reading channel i can't remember yeah. the exact oh yeah name, but oh, I some love funny the bad stuff li- on there yeah yeah, it's bad lip reading i think is the actual channel yeah just... and it's not just star wars i mean they do everything yeah. but you gotta actually, check out the nfl the nfl stuff is hilarious oh, I know. So they so just the did a new dead. star wars one though and it was oh yeah. did they really oh funny. yep yeah. i did see that that was hilarious. Yeah. force awakens bad lip reading yeah Absolutely. So, well, speaking of Star Wars, well, before we do that, I, we started talking about this this Time Magazine article that was slapping our foreheads, and we never finished on well, that. Speaking just... of Time Magazine, <laughs> right? Almost out of time, but let's get this in. Well, I'll breeze through this because they, you know, we we got derailed a little bit on the on the talk about SLRs, but they put out possibly the dumbest article I've seen in a long time, and that is the five cameras. <laughs> What is going on? Jason's uh, breezing through it. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, the five cameras that can take better photos than your smartphone. This article should also just be called um, All of Them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so dumb. Well, even some point oh, wow. and shoots are better. Yeah, and just I'm going to give you the list real fast. It's the... All right, let's go. Nikon D3400, an entry-level oh, SLR. I love that one. Okay, keep uh, going. Canon PowerShot <laughs> G9X, which is a smaller point-and-shoot, but very good quality. Very popular with vloggers as well, I think. Uh, the Fujifilm X-T20, which just came out. I actually use the X-T10 as my third camera, my backup day-to-day camera. So that's a great little camera. Panasonic Lumix GX85, another point-and-shoot. 
and the uh, the big daddy of them all, the Canon 5D Mark IV, which is, this is one that's, I mean, this is what you're seeing a lot of wedding shooters and sports shooters and all that kind of stuff using. So, I mean, obviously these cameras are $3,500, you know, $700. <laughs> it better be better than shoots. my smartphone if it's yeah, $3,500. I mean, bucks. just such a dumb article. What about the, the Kodak EasyShare C195? Well, that's, your phone's probably better than that, to be Can honest. Could be had it for $99 on Yeah. Amazon. What about my my mother's old Vivitar, like flat? Look, it took this yeah. film that looked like a little camera, like a little telephone oh, receiver. The, um, was that like even... the that wasn't the Advantix cameras, was it? Like a no, panoramic? it was like uh, this was like early early eighties. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it looked film. like a little uh, it's a little rectangle basically. And hmm. I don't remember the. I just remember it was a Vivitar. Could have been some sort of uh, like cartridge slide based film too. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah that not, sounds not about right. Super up on my film, but, but that one's not in the list. I right. see. Okay. Well, the camera that I've been using recently, it's um, it has one of those uh, powder flashes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Flash I usually guns. take pictures of uh, you know dead bodies in a coffin with the sheriff standing right next to it, <laughs> with a bag over your head like right. to keep the light out from the film. Oh man. All right, everybody. Time for old time photos. <laughs> and no one smiled. You know why that oh, was yeah. though, right? No. Well, because they all had dysentery. No, yeah. no, it was a very logical wondered. reason. If you oh, look it, close, those pictures... It stole their soul. <laughs> no, when people are alive, you know, do portraits back then, mm-hmm. the exposure times are so long to get a good exposure because the cameras were, you know, early, early technology that they would actually put a, uh, like a headrest and a, a thing behind them so they'd rest their head on it so they didn't move. And that's why they didn't smile either is because no one could hold a smile for that long without moving. And if they moved even the slightest bit, it's going to make a big blur there. You know, if they went from smiling to straight face, they'd have a big, crazy, uh, sci-fi-looking, blurred-out mouth or something. Huh. So might as well That's... just have somebody draw them if they're going to sit. But there then, why do they have that flash though? The flash, it's... the flash came a little bit later, but even that didn't introduce enough light because those cameras didn't have the ability to really control aperture and, and shutter speed. You kind of just said go, and you waited sometimes for three minutes for that exposure, and the flash would happen instantaneously ah, just to give a little brightness to a certain area <laughs> right Flash stop smiling going. at me right so yeah a little little nugget of wisdom for you there but <laughs> the reality is according to google no one's going to need a camera anymore anyways right did you guys see the the talk about computational photography and what they're wanting to do no computational. Uh, basically i'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because i don't want to uh, don't want to beat people over the head too long with photography but the the gist of it <laughs> oh sorry it. sorry guys the the gist of it is that google's saying that because there's so many people taking pictures of it including google earth and everything else of everything out there what if the end game of all this is that photographers will no longer have a camera instead it's gonna you're gonna have a little device that you hold up to a scene and they use an example of like the roman columns and in big famous places like that where there's so many images of it in all different conditions that you'll hold this device up pointed at the subject and the, the device will automatically read the weather conditions time of day lighting angle everything else and just put together an image from all the other trillions of images out there for <laughs> you. Because that's so much easier than just simply right. capturing the light. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> hey. it's an interesting article. We'll link it in the show notes to, to read a Whoa. little more in depth. But, I mean, this at that point, it's hey. like, come on. I just thought of something awesome with that technology there, dude. Yeah, dude. Get a Dude. Take a nude of your girlfriend, and if there's no other pictures, you know she hasn't cheated. <laughs> 
But if all of a sudden a thousand pitchers compile, <laughs> oh, what? That I guess so. Wow, it's like you you have an imagination, man. <laughs> really interesting. I mean, they yeah. do talk about in the article about you know what are you going to do if you want that that snapshot on you know vacation in front of the you know the Greek what is it the Pantheon or Parthenon whatever it is. Or, you know, any, any place over the Grand Canyon. And they figure that, oh, you'll be able to just take a snapshot of yourself anywhere. And then the, the computer will automatically stitch you in and everything else. It's like, ugh. So it's like auto uh, Photoshop. Yeah, it, it makes me sick. <laughs> well, and that's the examples they give with Photoshop having, like, content-aware fill that works so well. But it's not going to be able to just do everything perfect. That's I, just dumb. That's I dumb. hope it it's never dumb. gets to that. Yeah. Digital now, Soup has uh, declared this dumb. <laughs> now, hold on yeah. now. What if I mean, there could be some applications for this kind of stuff, though? I don't want think to about care. recreating a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, something well, the like thing that. is, though, could it really recreate a crime scene? Because all it's going to do is pull from source images that happened before the crime happened. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what if they decided, what if they have so many pictures that they could turn it 3D? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It might just be, it might just help. They with could, the but you, you would think they'd still have to have some way to actually photograph the actual crime, you know. Like oh, I, yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking like people, a bunch of people are taking photos of a crime scene. Later on, you could use this technology to take oh, those. Oh, right, stitch them together. And, and, and stitch it together sure, and sure. actually create a 3D rendition yeah. in the future somehow right. when we're all yeah, that, having hoverboards and flying But cars. the easiest way to uh, solve a crime is? Don't do one. Have have the murderer put it on uh, Facebook? Oh no, kidding. yeah, that's right. that's the easiest way uh, to find out who did it. Jesus, Idiots. yeah, this is it, what a week for for this stuff on on Facebook yeah. of all places. Because first you have Straight the guy that evil. sends the crazy manifesto to Trump and goes on a manhunt in Wisconsin. You saw that one, right? Yeah, I heard about it. So so that happens. That's Facebook related. The guy commits murder on Facebook Live this week out in in Cleveland. Was it? He's an, yep. Yeah, an hour away from me here, man. And, and now it's a, a nationwide. He yeah, could be anywhere in yeah. Ohio right now. Well, they're saying nationwide now because they pinged his phone and, and showed that it was in somewhere in Pennsylvania now. Sweet. Um, last update He's away they from got. Me. Yeah, well, I no guess that's like still not that far away from me. Yeah. But. Yeah. As we know, you're only an hour from the PNC yeah, Park. From Pittsburgh. So. I mean, it, it's crazy. But, you know, we were, my wife and I were talking about this, and this may be a good conversation for a, a little longer debate, but we see it a lot with local law enforcement where they're putting up. You know, hey, here's a, a still image from Walmart. We Does anybody know who these people are? We need to get in touch with them. When it's shoplifters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. yeah. it can be very useful. But there's also instances where it can be very damaging to someone where people start calling them out in the comments and all this stuff. And, you know, they don't ever say why they want to talk to them, you know. But sometimes things get pretty nasty. That, that could be a good conversation for another time, you know, on how... We got your policeman's ball uh, tickets yeah. here. We, you got four of them. Right. You know, Facebook in particular seems to be the one that gets hit with this stuff the most. Mm. And um, there's some definite pros and cons, I think, so... Well, Facebook, uh, we uh, we've all agreed before, is is going to be the demise of society. I mean, the only reason <laughs> that's why I we're all on it. it. Yep. Yeah. Well, w- Adam, you just got back on just for the podcast. Yep. I I started. I joined Facebook right before I moved to Ohio, mm-hmm. just so I could keep in contact with friends and family. That's yep. it. I, that's the only thing I use Facebook for. I mean, every as Trump would say, everything on Facebook is fake news. <laughs> yeah. Well, so much. It, and it is. It's, and it's they literally. Just fabricated stories constantly. well yeah and, and you saw just recently if you've logged into facebook the first banner that keeps popping up is a facebook notification saying hey here are some tips to help you spot and recognize fake news 
And Facebook itself it itself is acknowledging that. So it's and it's I, running rampant. Yeah. What 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 just gets at my uh crawl. Is that a word? Is that gall crawl? My sticks crawl? in your craw. Crawl yeah, from the eighties? Like yeah. Oh, I like that movie, man. I have one of those actually. But uh <laughs> people who legitimately think every story they read on Facebook is real. Right. I cannot tell you the number of employees I have that said, Oh, did you see this on Facebook? Uh, this uh, it's fake. It's right. completely fake. Don't even you know. Uh, I, I hate it. I mean, yeah. there's so many people that don't watch the regular news, don't read a newspaper, don't read a, a, a magazine, anything where they could get actual legitimate news. Mm-hmm. They just get it off of Facebook and take it as you know as God's word, basically. Right. Right. Well, I, I think what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to put some things together, some thoughts and stuff, and, and maybe have a little bit of a, a deeper dive on the, the whole Facebook issue, because it definitely, as we know, there's pros and cons, but we've got two stories left and we're running out of time. So real quick, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts. Um, we saw the news from Samsung yet again, our favorite phone to rip on. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, They've I love elim- their uh, SSDs, by the way. Right. Well, and they've eliminated the the physical home button on their phones, and a lot of people are upset about that. But I don't know that it's such a big deal. I don't use Samsung phones, so it's completely not a big deal. Right. I mean, there has been Android phone after Android phone that has not had a physical button. Yeah. Um, right. This is Samsung's first, but I mean, I've had easily three mm-hmm. that haven't had physical buttons right uh and what's kind of nice is if it's not a physical button you can maneuver those any way you want you want yeah. your uh you know the the go back button on the left or the right you can do mm-hmm. it you can you know do all the different things now having a physical button is kind of nice because you can feel for it you know you don't have to be kind of like looking at the screen if you know about where it's at it's fine right but uh does the new iphone 7 does that have a physical button or is it the iphone 8 that's going to lose it well it's got a well, it's got a button on it, but it doesn't actually even press. It's all it's like a taptic sensor digital it's a digital button. How does that work? Is yeah. It, but you can it feel it. It's, it's indented though. Yeah, like right. there's an actual physical Oh, button. there is an indent. Okay. It, it's yeah. kind of like a it's thumbprint an reader on a on a laptop where yeah. there's no button there, it's just indented so you can feel for it, which is nice. And that's that's not a bad way to do it. I know the iPhone six S plus I have still has the actual button you can click, but it also mm-hmm. has the touch div uh touch sensitive where you can tap it to bring the top sure. of the screen down and all that stuff. But I, sure. I don't know. I saw this and people are calling it a bold move and a lot of people are very upset. But to me, I thought this yeah, is at least, at least they didn't get rid of the headphone jack. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's Criminy. a bigger move. Yeah. How's and that going I went and bought the thing. Yeah, I, that's, I'm surviving. Yeah. Um, not as bad. I, as I will thought. say I, with, uh, with the Androids that I've like the tablets and stuff I've used, I never hit the physical home button. I always hit the one in the software. Yeah, uh, only only the iPads have a physical button. I have like three or four Android tablets, and every mm-hmm. one of them is the whatever you call it, software, the non physical yeah. button, software button. Yeah, yep. just a, So it's it's not a big deal, people. Relax. NBD like guys. Adam said, it's not a headphone jack. That Absolutely. was a big deal. <laughs> this is not a big deal. But uh, the new Windows phone, though, they are talking about getting rid of the screen entirely, and it's just going to be one big keyboard. Oh, I bet you they're <laughs> teaming up with Nintendo on Bang yeah. Finger. Yeah, could be. Oh, Nintendo be. Windows merger. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Microtendo. Yeah. <laughs> so Nintendos? I, I think- <laughs> I think the three of us are in uh, in agreement here that it's not a big deal. Yeah, right? not a big deal. Yeah. If you guys, listeners, have anything else to weigh in on that, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. But, yeah. but you know what is a big deal? Yeah, this is a big deal right big here. Big deal. 
big deal. You want me to take it? <laughs> Go so, ahead. You got the small hands. Go ahead, dude. Small hands? No. Um, <laughs> last Friday was Good Friday. Um, we just got done with Easter. And I know myself, I was sitting at work, and I got a text from Adam. Hey, did you just see what just popped online? And the most awesome news, they finally released the new Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. Yep. And it more was more of a teaser trailer. Well, yeah, they call it a teaser trailer, but it's like it's long enough. Yeah, but there's no, you don't get any dialogue or anything. You do. Well, you get you get a you get a, a what do you call it narration, narration. a voiceover, but, not, but it yeah. ties into dialogue. You see him saying it live right towards the end of the video as he turns to camera in the entryway. But it is more of a teaser. But it's the first real look at the film we've got, and now. We're going to get into to prime hype season because this movie's coming out at the end of the year. You know we're going to see more and more about this, but what did you guys think of this thing? I thought the trailer looked good. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, I really oh. liked the... I liked Force Awakens a lot, and I think yeah. um, this looked pretty good, although it's... You know, you hear Luke Skywalker at the end saying that it's time for the Jedi to end. You're like, no! But then well, again, get, it's going to add some cool there. dynamic. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even get the... That sounded... <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you just see Han get killed? <laughs> yeah. No, that was no. that was Anakin. Yeah. I'll try spinning. That's a, li- That's a good trick. Yeah. That's a little less chewy and a little more hairy in the Henderson. <laughs> you want to talk about chewy? <laughs> um, no, I. You know that that was one one. Uh, what would you call it? not listener, but like uh, fan theory or viewer theory. When people were talking at the end of The Force Awakens about what is Luke Skywalker's role going to be going forward, because you didn't really see much of him, obviously, in, in Force Awakens. And a lot of people said that they thought that it might be a situation where Luke has turned to the dark side. I don't know. I think he's going to kill his nephew. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think, um, well, there was some additional dialogue with, like, the, uh, what was that, press release thing, or press conference, or... Whatever the heck the thing was, where the panel, right. a junket. <laughs> but anyway, the um, the gal that played Ray kind of mentioned that you know, sometimes it's not good to meet your heroes. The gal like, that played that right. chick that played Ray, that broad, you know, that broad that plays you know, Daisy Ridley. I know who it is. I just couldn't yeah. remember it. It's like, um, but basically, and, and then there was another one where Luke, where Mark Hamill said, you know, initially I disagreed fundamentally with everything that, um, the whole direction they were taking the character. You know, so I, I don't know what they're going to do there. If it's going to be like he's <laughs> exactly, <laughs> is he going to be like a, uh, a a washed out old man that's like, I've had enough of the force, although I'll keep wearing right. the robe. But then you see right. her like training and stuff on the thing, and it's I don't know, you, that should be pretty cool. You do, yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what else comes out. I mean, it was just really awesome to see the first look at a lot of this and. I mean, obviously they left it open, so no one's gonna know. Obviously, building hype, but man, well, they oh did. Man. The, the The big spoiler of it is we do know that uh, Luke Skywalker doesn't die at the end of this because he just got cast for Rogue Two. <laughs> Rogue Two. Jeez. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> Star Wars Rogue Two. <laughs> what is that going to be the story of? <laughs> I don't know. The sequel to Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One was filling the gap in between. 
what episode uh <laughs> they went they literally went directly four. from rogue one into episode yeah they like cut the scene over to like right where it well see everybody yeah. is wondering what luke skywalker's been doing since uh the you know the last uh <laughs> you know where he was this whole time uh this is him actually he's uh actually was working as a, a fry cook at mcdonald's mm. and uh you know he uses the force he strangles out customers that you know are you know uh being idiots and stuff and uh you know yeah that type of stuff right <laughs> sure <laughs> Well, give, yourself well, the, give yourself the crickets. Uh, <laughs> all right, right here. I mean, bitchin'. <laughs> nice. That's how good well, it was. I mean, the, <laughs> the trailer was awesome. And I want to, there's one other thing that I'm going to link up. We'll have links to the trailer right in the show notes in case you live on planet Mars and haven't seen it yet. But we'd love to hear what you thought about it. But I don't know if you guys saw the other uh, video that came out right around the same time. And it's with Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley. And they're um, announcing um, through that company Omaze, if you've heard of that, where people can bid on um, yeah. these light, once in a lifetime experiences. And they've got their, it's called the Epic Star Wars Force for Change. All proceeds, of course, are going to some sort of um, charity or something else. But they've got a video, it's about three and a half minutes long, with the two of them talking about um, the promotion, the contest, and everything else. And it is hilarious. Um, you can enter for a chance to appear in the upcoming Han Solo movie. You can enter to attend the premiere. Is it Han or is it Han? I don't know. I just I said Han. Sometimes I say Han. Depends. They said on both in the movies too. Yeah. So what about I think Han? it's Han. Han, <laughs> Mister Solo. <laughs> but you can no, enter. Mister Sulu. Yeah, Sulu. Wrong franchise. <laughs> but you can enter to uh, oh my. attend the yeah. premiere. <laughs> Sulu got the captain's log. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, so bad. Um, Sorry. Yeah, you can attend the premiere of Star Wars last night. He got Jedi. a Cleveland Kirk on his chest. Oh, jeez. And that's where oh. we skipped over the line, folks. <laughs> yeah. Our bad. Our bad. Oh, or bad. YouTube's going to ban us. <laughs> or you can spend a night at Skywalker Ranch. But they, they talk about some stuff. And if you haven't seen this, it, it's a great charity. But more importantly, the video and the interaction between the two of them is hilarious. And so I'm going to awesome. link that in the show notes, too. Just a little added bonus for you. So anything else you guys thoughts about the trailer? Anything else we talked about today? No, it's just cool. There's yeah, Hopefully it's uh hopefully yeah, it's, it's just awesome. cool. It's just cool, guys. <laughs> Let's all make fun of Adam because the way he talks and says things. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, uh, the, the best thing I think Mark Hamill has done, because we only saw him at the very end, so I've, we haven't seen him in a Star Wars in a while. Right. You know, you just had that two-minute thing at the end of the last one. But Mark Hamill was actually really good as a villain on uh, The Flash. Hmm. On The Flash, but you know what he's he's also been most popular for over the last 10, 15 years. Joker was it in voice. a voice? Joker, yeah. yeah. He played Joker in Batman the Animated Series and in the Batman, I think he the does game. the voice in the Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Asylum games. Yeah. yeah. And he is killer as a voice I think actor. he's good as a bad guy. Yeah. He's... So maybe he would be good at going to the dark side. Yeah, could be. Well, we know he's he, they show him with everything burned out around him, and he's got that black, you know, his hand that he lost years ago. It's just some reconstructed black cyborg hand, so never know. I hope he doesn't, honestly. I mean, I, I do too. You know what? I hope also more. I, I hope they don't, because of how much people said The Force Awakens was just retelling A New Hope. <laughs> you know, hope they don't have to it, land it, it crash land was. in Dagobah. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it kind of was. But what I really hope is that he doesn't go to kill Kylo Ren and then do the same thing that Ben Kenobi did with Vader. You know, and and sacrifice himself to be more powerful than ever, and you know all of that. Oh, um, master of evil, dog. 
Right. Here's, to me, that would a, be highly unsatisfying. Uh, here's a quick question to you two uh, longtime Star Wars fans here. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when Episode 4, 5, and 6 uh, had originally come out, uh, people had asked George Lucas, well, why didn't you start with one? And I right. remember in an interview, George Lucas said that, you know, the storyline for 4, 5, and 6 he thought was more interesting than the other ones. Uh, but then a lot of people were calling BS on that, saying that, you know, he he didn't have this whole storyline written. He just wrote them as they went. He just d- decided to start the first one as episode four. And uh, do you believe that he legitimately had written um, all of these uh, previously? Because then you'd have to look at, well, why is um, seven so similar to four? I'm guessing that he had some concepts. But there's no way he was like, oh, and then I'll have a really annoying kid also uh, invent C-3PO. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, eh, oh, and I need to have a Jar Jar. had Jar Jar. Some kind of um, challenged rabbit creature that can't. <laughs> challenged rabbit. Yeah, he's, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> challenged. Can nice. I attend the rabbits, George? I wish you would have. I wish you would have treated him like, like he did in Of Mice and Men and grabbed the rabbits and <laughs> force choked him right there. Oh. So, yeah, force, was... choke, <laughs> force choking. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I would have been in that episode. I would have yeah. had something to say about that, too. <laughs> we'll leave it to the imagination, oh. right? Yeah, I well, don't. Anyway. I don't know if he actually wrote them all. That's uh, no way. I agree with a lot of people. I think it was BS. I don't think he had twelve episodes. You know, twelve. Right. You know, storylines all written. I think he wrote the first one, maybe even the second one. Released the first one and just thought, hey, let's call this four. <laughs> yeah, because it'll let me. You know, he probably thought then I could. I could. You know, if this is really successful, I could do one some before or after. This is all speculation. Yes, yeah, spe- um, speculation. 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 Um, but I, <laughs> no one knows what he, that's the, the, the original, joke. The original uh, but the original coming soon to a, a podcast near you. The original Star Wars was based <laughs> off of like Flash Gordon and a lot of these kind of older swashbuckling, you know, shows and movies from like the golden era. Yeah, like and, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> sure, that's a real movie. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Okay. Cool, cool. Kevin Smith was one. set to remake it, and then something fell through with the studio. And oh, really? Yeah, they got the they got pulled out from under. He, he stepped away from it because they wanted to do something that was going to rip off the original creators, and he wasn't cool with that, so he walked away from it. So, <laughs> but I just think that original Star Wars was, you know, his creation based on those things that he liked, and he probably wasn't like, oh, I should think three movies back and get started. Do you think uh, they're uh, still utilizing the? The models, or do you think it's all CG? No, they probably are pretty old by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Leia didn't age very well. I wouldn't want to. Come on, she's dead now. But I mean, if she was still living today, I don't think I'd want to see her in a you know a bikini next to. uh, No, you know that's. I (laughs) I don't get it. I was saying it was me. (laughs) That is that is one. That um, is one I'm, interesting thing about the tra- the new movie. I'm curious about is to see how they handle her character in in yeah. Ultimate Demise because they've had they'll the, just mention that she died. Yeah, she, uh, she I hope, probably popped some pills after seeing her husband no. uh, get killed by I, her son. She well, she had already filmed all of her stuff for this movie. Yeah. She'll be in this. movie Oh, she's fully. in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She oh, had I didn't finished know that. filming that, and um, but they're gonna have to figure out now that they've already filmed it and she's in this one. How do they show her? 
not in uh, this one. Sure well, they'll just have, have to do CGI. like they did with uh, Brian and Lee in The Crow. Just get a yeah. stunt double. I, I just well, hope they do. Uh, it was his brother, wasn't it? He didn't have a brother. Uh, no, it was just a... Uh, Brian it, it was... It was I can't remember the actor's one. name. Eric something, I think, but... Oh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, he no. was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, I, I hope they give her a, a good send-off that, yeah. that fits and, the character well. I don't know if you guys saw this on YouTube, but the Star Wars, mm-hmm. the Star Wars YouTube channel actually put out a nice Carrie Fisher tribute recently. That's pretty right. good. You should check it out. Yeah, right. I, I watched that. Yeah, right. it was, it Can was you name good. one other movie Carrie Fisher was in? Uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. know I've seen her in stuff, but I just I can't even think. You've you think Carrie Fisher? Dreams. You think Star Wars? Absolutely. Um. So. A <laughs> sole button on your shirt. <laughs> Let's all just stop talking immediately. No. Um, well, I think, th- I think Dave's got some words of wisdom for us. I do, and and I figured, you know, why not end? I mean, we're all hyped up about Star Wars and everything else, so why not end with a little riddle that has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, right? Makes sense. It makes sense to me. So the question is, do you guys want to answer it now, or do we want to give it again and see if any listeners give us an answer? I mean, we may end up well, with egg on Well, we won't say the official answer, but Adam and I will each try to guess it. Yep. Okay. Yep. And if you get it right, no problem. We won't have to worry about it, but um, we'll post it up on on the show notes. I've got it in the picture as well. So the riddle for this week um, is just simply this. Many have heard me, but no one has seen me, and I will not speak back until spoken to. What am I? The wind. Mm, That's a good guess, but I'm going to go with Siri. Siri, <laughs> Alexa. Actually, yeah, that actually, yeah, that fits. That's probably right. Is that right? No, it's not right. Uh, okay. Oh, I thought I was right. No, no, it's not right. So we'll. Uh, I'm going to give it one more time. Listeners, chime in if you have a guess. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or of course, you can record yourself giving the answer and email it over to Jason at digitalsuitpodcast.com, and we'll play your answer or your guess, whichever it is, on the air. And uh, hopefully we'll get some people calling in because, you know, that marathon riddle we had, I, great <laughs> riddle, but no one, they had a couple weeks to do Not it. Not one, no one person tried it. So <laughs> maybe no one will get a hold of us, but we'll we'll try it once more where we, you know, hold a riddle over the week and let people guess. If it doesn't work, we're just going to start giving you the answer and too bad for you, right? And we, uh, <laughs> we, we, want, we want more listener, uh, you know, feedback. We want more listener participation here because, uh, you know, if we, if we start getting more and more people doing it, we want to do some prizes and stuff like that. So oh, let's, absolutely. Uh, let's get some answers to this. Absolutely. Sounds so good. once again, before we wrap up, um, I just want to remind you guys, head over to Origin Artwork, check out what they've got, make sure and um, take a good look and keep an eye out. They've got some really awesome stuff coming out this month and somewhere along something we've talked about there may be something in there uh, pertaining to one of our topics today but i'm not going to tell you what but i've got a sneak peek at it and i think you guys are going to like it and again if you do decide to order which you should because they're awesome enter the code digital soup that'll make sure and get you 20 percent off your entire order and um, show them a little love so guys we're at about that time what's the best place for people to find us well, I'm going to say digitalsouppodcast.com. You can mm. listen to us live there. You can find all of our links, all of our show notes, and you can mm-hmm. even subscribe to us on iTunes and on your uh, Google Play. 
Right, right. Leave us some comments right on there, too. We got mm-hmm. a comment section. Nobody comments. Let's comment. Right. Get some comments. Get some conversation going. Even um, if it says you suck. Yeah. I, I, I love those ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, now, that, now everybody's just going to say, you suck, you suck, you suck. You mean they're going to say it out loud. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's 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 good, and you know we are seeing guys. We've mentioned it before. We're seeing a little bit of nice, slow, and steady growth every week, and it's kind of uh, exciting to watch it happen. We love seeing more and more people join the digital soup community. So don't hesitate. Jump in, join the conversation. Let us hear from you. And like I said, they, these guys said digitalsouppodcast.com is the place to find us. All of our other contact information is there. So with that, guys, I want to wish everyone a great week coming up. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks, guys, for having me again. You guys take care, and we'll talk to you next week. Adios. And uh, later, horse stomping on the gator. (laughs) 